salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Leaving the Piscean Age, Principles of Perversion, and Returning to the Fall. We're going to be discussing things like the age of Aquarius, the age of Pisces, and the collapse of the church, occulted knowledge, the shifting of an age, sacred feminine and divine masculine principalities, cosmic conception, and so much more. And that's right, this episode is going to be one for the books. I'm trying to continue off of the vein that we had last week, uh, where we finished talking about uh, transhumanism, man-made mutants, the days of Noah, the return of the Nephilim, and so much more. And this episode is specifically crafted to give you guys that perspective. Uh, But before we do so, a few quick notes. Go to our website, factionsoffreedom.gender.com, and once you're there, you can download the show notes in PDF form and follow along. People are telling me that it hate that, that that it hurt that it helps them. Uh, we also did a minicast earlier this week, the Conscious Conundrum. There's audio and video which you can find in the link in the description bar below. Uh, also, if you guys want to support the operation, you want to see us grow and expand, think about becoming a Patreon exclusive member. That link will be in the description bar as well. Uh, we also will be having Fellowship and Freedom this Sunday with a returnee guest. I hope to see you guys there, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Mount Standard Time. Last thing, and then we'll start the show. None of this, any, any of the content that we cover in this actual transmission is meant to seem offensive. It's actually coming from an objective, informational researcher's point of view. I'm trying to talk about everything you see here in a cosmological, chronological, uh, esoteric, occult way. This is a very, very mix-up, a very, very switch-up for an episode. It's, it's not our typical flow, let me tell you guys. Uh, and with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 905. Season 9, Episode 5. Now, I haven't necessarily prepared an opening statement, but I would like to start the show off by saying this to you. Procreation is a sacred act, one that shouldn't be abused, but these tenets which we hold with value are of a different time and age. They said it is the times that make the man, or it's the man that fits the times. I'm not entirely sure, but whoever said that assuredly knew what they were talking about. You see, the days that we've entered into are for transhumans. Not a naturally born human being with a mother and a father, with grandparents who have history and a legacy as far back as previous generations can remember. Nope. Instead, we're entering into the age of ambiguity, where amorality rules. This is from Sandra Reaver, Sandra Weaver of Spiritual Growth Prophecies. She says this, The age of Aquarius is causing great turmoil in order to make room for new values of love, brotherhood, unity, and integrity. Everything with Piscean values is being exposed and taken down. This includes governments, corporations, individuals, and even personal relationships. Many call this a disaster, as the world appears to be falling apart, but is it? You see, the Aquarian age points to the direction of our own evolution of consciousness. We are each being asked to make a choice. We can cling to the old, outdated values or adopt new, evolving ones. Our happiness and peace depends upon our choice and the change that will take place whether we like it. Or not. You see, uh, there are, and this is me saying this, there are higher cosmic, celestial, and chronological energies at work in the realm these days, and I think many people ought to pay attention. 
This episode was crafted to speak on the confusion surrounding that, what I would call, the androgynous agenda. The end goal of all this sex and gender talk is to intentionally remove the barriers of individuality and promote a oneness throughout humanity as a whole in mind, body, and soul. What I would consider, or what I just start calling, I don't even know if this is the appropriate term, the physio-psycho-spiritual configuration. Let's just go with mind, body, and soul. This is what I and many others commonly refer to as the paradigm shift. Economically speaking, we discuss, when discussing things like this, like the decentralization of money, I call it the socioeconomic reformation. We're seeing these ideologies also manifest politically in things such as the Green New Deal and our attitudes towards Earth and ourselves. This is because, regardless of how we feel, we are inherently tied into something that is greater than ourselves, and our bodies act as a receptor for those aforementioned cosmic, celestial, and chronological energies. Now, you understand the rollout of things like 5G, ELF towers, Gwyn towers, and cell phone towers. It's to hack or hijack that natural resonant frequency that we're tuned into and manipulate it for their own means. When speaking about the age we left, the age of Pisces, Sandra Weaver had this to say, quote, The age of Pisces is over. Pisces' values are being wiped out, causing unprecedented change and upheaval in our lifetime, and we're not done yet. The Piscean values of money, power, and control are being replaced. They do not resonate with the values of the new great cycle, the age of Aquarius. Those values are love, brotherhood, unity, and integrity. Pisces was the ruling, the ruling constellation in the eastern pre-dawn night sky, but the effects of, or influences of the Aquarian age have been felt as powerfully as back as 800 years. The influences of the Aquarian age uh, began around the French Revolution, 1776, where their slogan was freedom, equality, and fraternity. These values represent the Aquarian age. Our technology booms, especially in electricity, are actually spawned by the new present age of Aquarius. Modern man thinks it's because we are so much more, quote, advanced than our ancestors. Think again. There are powers greater than us that have been pulling the strings. And with that being said, I want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this very, very special edition. We're be In this segment, leaving the Piscean age, we're going to be talking about, as I said before, the age of Aquarius, uh, also getting into things like gender theory, gender expression and gender identity, uh, and, and, and the hermetic principles. Essentially, with this segment, I'd like to break down to you, the audience, how right now we are in a, we are in a form of harmony of unity, synergy. Uh, you know, hardcore, crazy conspiracy theorists that look at the symbology behind types of things like that, you know, they look at the two world trade centers and how they were collapsed to bring the one world trade center uh, talking about the unity between human and 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 uh, occult entities demonic entities and how they have created the unison with the body today uh, we're going to be getting into some of that with this particular episode and so that's why i'm saying there's not a lot of news or information out there that can discuss this type of stuff that can look at these types of things in an appropriate way now why are, we talk, why are we starting off the episode talking about the age of Pisces going into the age of Aquarius? Essentially, what we're talking about is the massive shift that we are undergoing, you see. The simplest way to say it is, whether we like it or not, a lot of these things that we're going to be discussing in this actual transmission will take place. We are seeing a separation from a time that we once knew into something completely different. 
uh, I, I have this woven into the actual uh, episode where I talk about things like rethinking religion, the minicast that we did almost 11 months ago, the collapse of the church, and how things like the LGBTQ uh, flag, the, the, the rainbow, how that will replace it. And how the Christians, they tell you that indeed we are living in the end times, that these are the days of revelation. Because they are precisely correct, the Piscean age was, for, was, was considered the age of Jesus, the fisher of men. The structure that was there, you see the order, the hierarchical order that was there, the way things worked. That's why, that's why some of the things that we say these days, they still, uh, they still have weight and still have the same perspective when looking back a thousand years ago. You know, I was looking at something from uh, Saladin uh, from 1150, who was talking about the easiest way to destroy a nation is to make, uh, to make nudity public and just to give all kinds of drugs. He's, he's essentially talking about the collapse of society. But I digress. The point behind telling you that story is to show you how for 2,000 plus years, going on almost 3,000 years, we have been in a cycle, a certain uh, time lock, an age, talk about it all the time when I look at things or when I when I use things like the the mind calendar you know the as I said before the age of Aquarius moving from the age of of the age of Pisces you see the different you you, you have to understand how many different telltale signs there are that show you that indeed we are moving into a completely different age and so what would that look like as much as we would like to cling on to the old there is a whole new force overwhelming the entire surface of the planet, the entire realm, the entire plane that we are involved in. You see, and this is why I have to tell you, you understand, you have to understand the importance of things like 5G. I think this is another reason why they're pushing, uh, why they're pushing Islam as like the most, that, that will be the dominant religion because it has to, it has, they have to have some kind of organized religion to go through this, but I digress. We'll we'll get into that here into the uh, it, it, later on in the show, but let's get into stuff like gender theory, gender expression, uh, and gender identity. Now, for some people, you know, I, I know people are going to think this sounds like a joke. This doesn't. Uh, this why essentially is what they're going to say. Why are we studying things like gender theory? Why are we looking at stuff like that? What's the whole point? You have to understand that when looking at this type of stuff. The whole end goal of all of this is to get us back to one gender, to get us back to who we are as a whole. You see, when I in the previous episode, I talked about how the controlling elite, the controlling oligarch, how they worship a primordial evil who believe that they worship the darkness before it was separated from the light. It's so that they want to get us back to this this form of unity. Uh, you know, and it's talked about too from some biblical eschatologists, uh, where they say that that uh, some some people believe that Adam was the true man, but before you know, before he he wanted kinship, before he wanted friendship, before he wanted somebody like Eve, he was all per he was perfect. You see, but because you know Adam didn't want to be by himself, God pulled the rib from Adam and then created Eve. Uh, but you could even talk about stuff like the, Lilith, the story of Lilith and so much more. And if we have time, we'll get into that. The point I'm trying to make is that there are a lot of different stories and mythologies out there that, that, that point towards uh, some theories supporting that we were one gender, that we were androgynous, that we were whole and perfect. And through some kind of 
some kind of accident or some kind of intentional uh, manipulation of our genetics. Some people might tell you it's ancient aliens or anything like that. I'm not necessarily sure, but we ended up becoming man and woman. We separated. And so in the next segment, we'll talk about stuff like divine, uh, the divine feminine and the sacred masculine and stuff like that as well. And, 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 and how this is still a form of unity and how we are perfect embodiments of these energies. But now, because of the time frame that we are in, uh, the, the, the forces that are at work, the principalities that are being unleashed, you, I think everybody can see that this is no longer the case. Uh, so let's get into this. Gender identity. I'm, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I am clearly not an expert when it comes to this, but again, I think it's important to look at this type of stuff. Uh, so real quick, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia definition. You guys can go find more if you'd like, uh, but right here it says gender identity, a individual's personal sense of having a particular identity. Quote, he said that young children should be able to explore their gender identities. I don't think that's true, uh, but there you go. And right here, Wikipedia says that gender identity is the personal sense of one's own gender. Gender identity can correlate with the assigned sex at birth or can differ from it. All societies have a set of gender categories that can serve as a set of basis, that can serve as a basis of the formation of a person's social identity in relation to other members of society. And so what are examples of gender identity? Uh, gender expression. And, and gender expression is someone is, is, is how a person outwardly shows their gender identity. It, include, it includes physical expressions such as a person's clothing, hairstyle, makeup, social expressions such as a name, pronoun choice, and, and more. Uh, examples of that is masculine, feminine, and androgynous. Ironically enough, that's everything we're going to be con uh, covering in, in the show. I'm, I'm pretty sure to some degree people already understand this, but because uh, it, it, it kind of gets thrown in thrown out with the baby in the bathwater, it kind of gets marginalized. Uh, as always, I try to look at things from an informational point of view, from an educational point of view. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There has to be some kind of veritas to everything that we see going on. So when looking at things like gender identity, gender expression, and stuff like this, I think the simplest way to say it uh, is this. I don't have a beard. I have a nice little goatee. Uh, little 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 mustache, but I would like a beard, and so I try to do different types of personal activities to get the testosterone up, to get the adrenaline up, start grooming myself more. I start doing personal and physical things so that I can have that physio psycho spiritual uh, synergy, essentially, to where my mind, body, and soul all resonate with who I am. I think everybody gets that. You you, it, it's the inside that represents the outside. Now. How does that pertain to this particular segment? Children being born in different bodies. I think that's more important than children exploring their different identities. And the reason I say this is because I've talked about it before. How the Native Americans have the two-spirit. You see. And when... <laughs> I, I know this sounds crazy, but when you're looking at this type of stuff, you have to understand uh, that... I'll put it to you this way. Do angels have genders? You see, when we come down here on this terrestrial plane, we are, we, we, we're in a whole different, uh, a whole different realm, basically. And what's happening now with the spirits that are being born, uh, they're not from the age that we are. They're not from the time period that we are. They are being born for this new age. I talk about this all the time, how the, uh, how the children are, that are being born are the reinforcements that we are all waiting on. 
And all that we have to do as the generation that's, that's here is create a, cushion, a cushy foundation uh, for these individuals that get here. But let me read to, this, read to you guys you know, more of this Native American Two-Spirit, just to kind of get this on record uh, so we can talk about how this goes back. But Two-Spirit, also Two-Spirit or occasionally Two-Spirited, is a modern pan-Indian umbrella term used by some indigenous North Americans to describe Native people in their communities who fulfill a traditional third gender or other gender variant ceremonial roles in their, in their, in their cultures. The term Two-Spirit was created in 1990 at the uh, Indigenous Lesbian and Gay International Gathering in Winnipeg and, sp and specifically chosen to distinguish and distance Native American forward slash First Nations people from the non-Native peoples. So this is something that they already were well aware of back in the 90s, that people felt like they were being born in different bodies. But what does that mean, you see? Being born in different bodies, letting children... Uh, 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 Figure out their genders. If you want the truth, I, 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 I solely believe that uh, pushing these ideologies onto children is a form of child abuse, the same way they tell us that we shouldn't promote religion on children. I fully think the same thing with this gender identity and gender expression stuff that the whole LGBTQP agenda is pushing. But you have to understand it's coming from this angle. Yes, it's organized. Yes, it's highly uh, financed. But it's coming from this perspective. You see, but what does it mean when people keep saying that they're born in the wrong bodies, that they don't feel comfortable in their own shell? You see, this is what is called body dysmorphia. This is what happens when people don't feel comfortable with who they are. This is why they begin to grind or biohack or uh, uh, do a bunch of piercings and do a lot of different strange things so that they can do so, so, so that their body can mimic their spirit so that the external can mimic the internal. And so when you have all these people, uh, the transgenders, the transhumans, uh, these people that are doing these types of things, they're literally just configuring their body so that they can feel comfortable in it. And because, as I said before, at the start of the transmission, you come from a mom, a dad, you have a history, a family. These people, their spirits aren't in alignment with those types of energies. Uh, they, are, they are specifically born for this time period to radically shift things. When they tell you that they don't feel comfortable in their bodies, it's because right now, in, 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 in our, our, our male and female, our binary gender society that we have in 2019, they are not, it's not that they're not welcome, it's just that, it's, it's that they're not in alignment. It's the simplest thing to say. Uh, people are born ahead of their time all the time. But it's like the technology that we don't have, it, it, we, we have to create it because of the demands that are in the future. It's the same thing for our bodies. And so this is why you see them toxifying the environment. This is why you see them polluting everything, messing with biochemistry. Uh, in, the, in, in, in the third segment, we'll talk about things like transhumanism uh, specifically, you know, biohacking and all that. But you have to understand right now, as we are, we are in a, a perfect state of harmony man and woman, a beautiful synergy. But they would like to take us into a, into a reality where we are no longer man and woman, to where those, 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 those energies, uh, those gender expressions, those gender energies, to where they are not as equally as defined, to where they are all just unified. I know that sounds very crazy, uh, but to continue on, let me play for you guys a video. And I think this comes from uh, Truth Theory, 
where they, they put together a, a great article that has seven different videos all talking about the principles of hermeticism. And the seventh principle is the principle of gender. And I just want to get this on record uh, to play with you guys so we can talk about this type of stuff. Uh, but here we go. Let's get this going. The seven hermetic principles. Seven, the principle of gender. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes, the Kabbalion. This principle embodies the truth that there is gender manifested in everything, the masculine and feminine principles ever at work. This is true not only of the physical plane, but of the mental and even the spiritual planes. On the physical plane, the principle manifests as sex. On the higher planes, it takes higher forms, but the principle is ever the same. No creation, physical, mental, or spiritual, is possible without this principle. An understanding of its laws will throw light on many a subject that has perplexed the minds of men. The principle of gender works ever in the direction of generation, regeneration, and creation. Everything and every person contains the two elements or principles, or this great principle within it, him, or her. Every male thing has the female element also. Every female contains also the male principle. If you would understand the philosophy of mental and spiritual creation, generation, and regeneration, you must understand and study this hermetic principle. It contains the solution of many mysteries of life. We caution you that this principle has no reference to the many base, pernicious, and degrading lustful theories, teachings, and practices, which are taught under fanciful titles and which are a prostitution of the great natural principle of gender. Such base revivals of the ancient infamous forms of phallicism tend to ruin mind, body, and soul, and the hermetic philosophy has ever sounded the warning note against these degraded teachings which tend towards lust, licentiousness, and perversion of nature's principles. If you seek such teachings, you must go elsewhere for them. Hermeticism contains nothing for you along these lines. To the pure, all things are pure. To the base, all things are base. And that's why uh, when I look at this stuff, I really can't fault these people because I'm looking at it from this perspective of look at the information, look at the time frame, look at why these people are feeling this type of way, why uh, we're having this discussion. This is all information. This is all truth. And regardless of how we feel, it, it, it's not, it, it, it doesn't matter. You see, this is where we are going. This is where we're being taken. Um, and, and, and as I said before, and I should have mentioned, mentioned this at the start of the transmission. Uh, some of the propelling terrestrial forces behind this are are indeed trying to trigger us into these different types of phases. Uh, but the reason behind playing that video for you guys is to show you how there is a principality, a sacred masculine and a divine feminine uh, principality in every single thing. And so whenever these people tell you that there are no two genders, I understand what they're saying coming at it from an informational point of view and even a biological point of view but from a psycho-spiritual, from a, 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 a multidimensional view, there's so many different factors to look at that can't be true. Um, now, from a biological point of view, and this is where looking at the chemistry of things, biology, uh, and as I said before, gender identity and stuff like this, that's where it might get a little bit muddy. Uh, we, we, we've talked about genetically modified children in Argentina. Uh, we've talked about, you know, atrazine, turning the friggin' frogs gay, as said by Alex Jones. Uh, we talk about, uh, you know, lithium that they're putting into the water. 
we talk about a lot of the different chemicals that are present within uh, the modern-day infrastructure. You know, we just had the Democrat debates. Marianne Williamson brought up the, the Flint water crisis and how that is causing devastating issues to, to, to oncoming generations. But my point behind pointing out the litany of chemicals that are in the public, wa public, uh, public water systems and the effect that it can have on biology is that, yes, it can scramble gender. And so when these people are breaking down uh, all these different genders, the 34 different genders, the 62 different genders, I'm not necessarily sure what number we're at now. It's because we're looking at essentially mutations. We're looking at splintering off. We're looking at things that are in alignment with this new age that we're moving into. You see, this is the transgender movement. This is the transgender agenda. You see, right now we are naturally born. That's why I said we titled this whole segment, We Are Leaving the Piscean Age. You see, that's the whole idea, is that everything we thought we knew is gone. Everything that we thought we could handle, that would be normal, that we would want to offer, it's gradually being ripped away from us and being replaced with completely different values. You see, I want to read to you guys just a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a breakdown, I think, is the simplest the simplest thing to say. You know, when looking at the, the, the multiple genders, the LGBTQP movement, stuff like that. Uh, and I said this before at the start of the episode, you know, how the Christians say that this is the end times uh, because precisely the Piscean age being the age of Jesus, being the age of Christianity, this would be the end days, the end times. That's why so many things that are prophesied in the book of Revelation are happening today. Because we are moving, not necessarily into the age of Satan, or into this, whatever you want to call it, but we're moving into this time frame to where Christian values will no longer be upheld. This is why you see them demonizing Christianity. This is why you see them uh, just, just, go, just destroying religion. Because the rainbow... Is what, will replace, is what will replace it. I've said this time and time again. I'll put this link in the description bar below so you guys can go listen to my uh, mini-cast that I did 11 months ago, Rethinking Religion, where I took the time to do an Instagram Live with the audience, asking them questions about stuff like this, about what they think about church, uh, what will happen, if they think if uh, the LGBTQP agenda will absorb all the people who are seeking to know God. You know, this is why they want more lesbian preachers. This is why they want more gay bishops. This is why they want all these things, is so that they can collapse the church and absorb it into uh, the rainbow. And I'm not saying this stuff to sound bigoted or xenophobic, but it's to really, and this is another reason why they intentionally corrupted the church from within, this is really to have us ask a deeper question as to what God is and the cosmology that we find ourselves in. I think everybody understands that the church is corrupt, uh, that you're essentially going into a den of demons, but that was done on purpose. Yes, there is veritas within the Bible, within the Quran, uh, within the Bhagavad Gita, within all these different texts, and they're all describing this. This, they're they're all describing God and how we interface with this reality to know Him and all this much deeper. But because, uh, as I said before, the Piscean Age is collapsing, the Church is collapsing. Something has to replace it. There is a spirituality or a a a something, an ideology, some type of religion. Because I, I, if you ask me, I think that's what you could consider. That's what you could call the LGBTQP movement. 
it is an ideology, it is a movement, it is a religion. Um, but that's a different discussion for a different day. My point behind pointing this out is to show you how the LGBTQP will absorb the people from the church because people are going to the church hoping to get a, a, a deeper spiritual understanding, but because the church is not there to satisfy that spiritual need, they will, def they, they will default to physical, to carnal, to emotional. And that is where the church is, or that is that's that's where uh, the LGBTQP agenda is promoting tolerance, openness, and things like this. Not respect, not dignity, but tolerance. And so these are the these these are the principles that are going to be propelling us into the future. Uh, as I said before, brotherhood, integrity, and freedom. This is why, and I'll, I'll be getting into this in the next segment too. Uh, Ali Alistair Crowley's "Do as Thou Wilt" shall be the whole of the law, and how. All the sex magic and the, and the stuff like that as well is to birth or to bring forth this new age. You see, the whole thing behind using the rainbow flag is to show uh, God's promise. It's the rainbow covenant. Uh, you have Christians that are saying that we need to take back the rainbow to declare God's covenant. To declare God's promise with his chosen people. You see... Here's the, here's, the, here's the twisted truth. Rainbows today have come to be identified as symbolic of three basic concepts. Promises. The Bible in Genesis 6 records, or Genesis 9 records God's promise to Noah that he would never again destroy all flesh with a great flood. And I know, I, I'm pretty sure I probably have uh, some listeners that hate it whenever I get into the Christian talk. I think people should just understand where I'm coming from. Uh, the second symbolic concept is creation folklore and religional regional legends position the rainbow a bit differently uh, for example Australian Aborigines and American Indian Indian legends link it to creation events and the Chinese have a legend concerning the rainbow and the creation of their first emperor Fohi uh, the third and final symbolic concept is bridges the rainbow has also been used to represent a bridge from earth to a brighter, happier place. Uh, for instance, Judy Garland's Somewhere Over the Rainbow represents connecting to a happier place. The New Age religious movement also uses the rainbow as a bridge. The rainbow meaning they're connecting us to something else. Now I want to focus on the promise real quick. That In Genesis 9, that God made the promise to Noah saying that he would never again destroy all flesh with a global flood. The promise being that if, 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 Essentially, if humanity is good, I won't destroy it. But one of the reasons behind the LGBTQP movement promoting the agenda is to do just that. To politically co-opt a symbol so that it could have its own terrestrial importance. You see. I want to continue on in this article. It says the rainbow has been used as a sign of a new era and a symbol of peace, love, and freedom. Sadly, the colors of the rainbow are even used as a flag for the gay and lesbian movement. However, the true meaning of the rainbow is revealed in Genesis 9, chapter 12 through 15. This is a sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be, a, it should, it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of the flesh of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. 
meaning that we won't be destroyed by great floods. That when they're using this, when they're distorting the rainbow, there's another thing that's going to terminate all flesh. And the simplest way to say it to you good people is to push uh, the, ang- the, the, the androgynous agenda, the transgender agenda. You've heard me mention it in passing when discussing things like this as well, uh, but this is epigenetics. You see, this is eugenics. Uh, this is mutation. This is, this, is a, this is a guided evolutionary collapse. And so whenever you have Christians saying we need to take back the rainbow, they're saying that we need to have these values that keep this covenant with God. We do not want to have flesh be all corrupt. We don't want to have all flesh uh, be destroyed. You see, because what's going to happen with this whole thing, and we already see it happening now with, with, with bestiality, uh, with, with uh, furrykin, furkin, whatever, what, what, whatever it's called, where people think they're actually animals. This is why the global flood happened in the first place in the days of Noah. Because, and this plays a huge part in what we'll talk about in the next segment as well, um, and hopefully I can try to explain this in the third segment as well, of using technology to mimic celestial cosmic uh, energies, but that's a safe, saving that on there. This is why they will have people splice their own genes with animals. This is why they will have other people have three parent babies. If you don't think that this will corrupt all flesh on earth, then you are sadly mistaken. But this is where it starts. You see, that's why I told you that we are some of the last few naturally born humans in this time frame. And you can actively see them pushing to get us to a point to where we, 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 we change, to where we voluntarily give ourselves up. We're not talking about the mark of the beast. We're talking about different aspects of, of humanity being robbed from us. So whenever I'd use whenever I did the last transmission talking to you guys about what it means to be human and how these people are trying to radically take it from you, this is another aspect of it as well. You see, we're not just supposed to be having sex and just screwing around and waiting and doing nothing. We're supposed to be building something. But because we are being intentionally misled, having these, 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 these principles, these teachings degraded, we don't begin to understand our own divinity, and that's why this is a problem. You see, I'm going to play for you guys a quick clip of uh, a straight pride parade being held in Modesto and then catching flack, you know, because apparently nobody wants to be straight anymore. This is what I'm trying to tell you. When you have people openly saying that heterosexual people are, the, are considered the problem, I don't know, I, I guess I don't really know where else we go from there because this is, it, it's nuts. <laughs> you see, this is what I mean by leaving the Piscean age. Heteronormality is considered strange. Homosexuality is embraced. Transgenderism is embraced. Bestiality is embraced. Pedophilia is embraced. This is, again, what I mean by the forbidden sexuality. But here, uh, just to bring it back down to point with you guys, let's play for you guys this quick video of a straight pride permit being submitted to the city of Modesto. We've been getting letters and emails and comments and phone calls all day about it. The flyer circulating on social media advertises Stanislaus County will host a straight pride event in Modesto's Graciada Park August 24th. The permit hangs in the balance. I don't think that we need to give a permit for anything that when you go to the page, it talks about whiteness. It talks about 
uh, Western civilization. It talks about being Caucasian. The man behind it is Don Grundeman of the National Straight Pride Coalition. He says the parade is his group's cultural answer to their opponents. Essentially, it boils down to two religious views of the world. One is Christianity, uh, which is represented by heterosexuality, a culture of life. And its opponent is the LGBT movement, which is represented by an opposing religion and an opposing view of life. In Modesto, views were mixed. I think it's ridiculous. If I'm here, I'll be there. We have to have a voice. And don't all people at some point feel that way? Some may consider... We've been getting letters and emails. It's crazy because the same people that promote tolerance, uh, they don't tolerate this. So I find that very, very interesting. Uh, but it's it's not necessarily a political thing. Let's get back into the vein where we're, where we're really looking at why... Uh, families under attack, why heteronormality is under attack, why just being straight and normal is under attack. It's again because of the time frame that we're in. You see, they tell you that the, that, that the age of Aquarius is so much more that it's all for enlightenment, that, 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 that these principles, you see that the traits behind it are all going to be gradual, that it's supposed to be for power, uh, understanding the depths of consciousness. But you see these people, unless you join their own consciousness uh, they're not des- they're not necessarily down for it uh, but here's what's going to happen gang we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to be talking about things like the sacred masculine and the divine feminine principles uh, alistair crowley's sex magic retreat as well as archonic and demonic sex attachments yes that's what happens whenever you start having sex with all kinds of people who are opening up doorways and portals inviting all kinds of dark stuff in not knowing what they're tracking in you see we're going to get into uh, Jeffrey Epstein's Pedalgate and so much more. Drag Queen Storytime, Teen Vogue, Jessica Yaniv, and so much more. Everything to talk about the principles of perversion. And that's what I mean by leaving the Piscean Age. Everything we're discussing and that we will be discussing in the next segment is, is creating the, the foundation and the environment uh, for these people, for the future. And I know this all sounds crazy, uh, but this is the world that we live in in 2019. And if this is where we're at now, imagine where, we'll, where we're going to be in the next five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Thank <laughs> you. 
I um I wanted to figure out a way and I can never really figure out an, an effective way to come in with some information and that's why sometimes I prepare an opening statement uh, sometimes I play a video sometimes I just jump right in uh, but with the first segment I was essentially trying to show you guys that everything that we thought we knew the shifting of an age you know <laughs> everything that's going on sex without consequences uh, distorting the sanctity of unity I wanted to show you with the first segment how all the values which we hold dear that we used to know, how that's archaic. The same way with freedom and individuality, that's considered archaic. The way that we are going, the, the world that we're moving into is one that promotes the collective consciousness. It, can, it promotes the collective. It promotes the well-being of all, but everybody has to join it. That's what I mean by the androgynous agenda. You see, you have to understand, right now we're in a perfect state of harmony and duality. The yin and the yang. They want to make everything gray. They want to just have us get back to a unity. And that, that <laughs> I just, for some strange reason, I don't feel like that's, that's, how, that's not how the universe works. There has to be a balance. And if they're trying to, to create a terrestrial harmony, you know, that's just, it, 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 just, it just doesn't make sense. Formulaically, it doesn't make sense. Mathematically, it doesn't make sense. Spiritually, it doesn't make sense. Metaphysically, it doesn't make sense. 
And so maybe, and, and that might just be because of the time frame that we're in, you know, celestially, cosmologically, chronologically, uh, that might just be the time frame that we're in. And I might not have the understanding for you, the audience, uh, but you know, this is what I mean by getting into this modality of thinking with the first segment. I wanted to show you guys how you, how we have to understand, uh, why it's important to be human, what we think of as human what a man is, what a woman is, and so much more. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about the principles of perversion, uh, why drag queen story time is being put out there, uh, why gender transition clinics are seeing spikes for sex change operations for children as young as uh, 14, why they're giving cross-sex hormone treatment to children as young as 8. You see, I, to me, I know, all this, this doesn't, to me, some of this stuff does sound like, like child abuse. You know, like with that Jessica Yaniv's uh, la uh, lady man, you know, wanting to have a, 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 a topless pool party for 12-year-olds. You know, that just doesn't make sense. But this is, this, this is the ideology that's being put out there. You see, the whole idea by ordering and structuring the episode this way is to show you how, at, how right now we are at a oneness how well before we were at a oneness right now there's him and her and how they want to create a false sense of unity and before we actually get to that point there's going to be a lot of different turmoil you see people don't feel comfortable because of how many different things are going on and we're we're all being asked to make specific choices and it's just it's 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 really going to manifest itself in different ways uh so the easiest thing to say is thank you guys for tuning into this segment and to the show um we, we've titled the segment principles of perversion and with that being said, let's get into it. I want to just fly through some of the information I have right here uh, regarding what I would consider divine energetic expressions. You know, people will tell you that, that, that there is no difference between masculine and feminine energy. The more, and I don't know if this is because I'm gardening more and taking care of uh, the, the, the chirpies, the birds, uh, getting my hands dirty in the yard, separating certain certain days for certain parts of the operation there has to be a compartmentalization of certain things you cannot have what i would consider a jambalaya or a gumbo of energy otherwise it's just a, a a messy soup you see but beginning to identify certain characteristics and certain energies not only emboldens those things but it also makes you appreciate them and gets you into a different state of being into a different understanding to where you can have perception and different skills and abilities. It's, it's, it's crazy. So the, the simplest thing to say is examples of masculine energy are decisiveness, clarity, structure, support, protection, freedom, building, accomplishment, being present and giving things. Examples of feminine energy is compassion, nurturing, Love, openness, uh, radiance, your intuition, being light, you know, using forms of expression, creation, movement, and receiving things. And I have a whole different uh, chart down here that I'll, I'll, I'll put in the description bar below. If you guys would like to download it, just go to our web uh, go to our website, go to the episode article, and underneath it, you will see uh, the the divine energetic expressions PDF that you can download that will be coupled with this episode. And the reason I have to say all this is because you know we're just think about this we're doing away with the with the tradition traditionality of marriage and unity because of the age that we're in and the age that we're moving into you see like I, I people have to understand that what's going on which is going to lead me to talk about 
my next topic, Alistair Crowley's sex magic. This is why all this stuff is being promoted to us. Do as thou will shall be the whole of the law because sex is a powerful, powerful thing. And they've, they've, they've figured out that if they can distort it, as I said before at the start of the show, uh, with Saladin and 1150, if they can distort a, sac- a sacred, cosmic, celestial act, then they can control everything that comes after that. You have to understand, we all came here through procreation. Will the transgenders procreate? Can they procreate? Will they be able to breed? You see, but we all came here through the natural procreation process that God has given us through our biology. But they realized that if this is something that God can give us, whatever forces are here realize that they can distort and and mess with whatever happens here terrestrially by messing with whatever process that is. You see, so it's not necessarily about the culture. It's not about, you know, it's not about the person. It's about the process of procreation. And so, when we, because I'm going to get into this article right here uh, from Mysterious Universe by Brett Tingley, where they talk about uh, Alistair Crowley's uh, former Loch Ness home opening up as a sex magic retreat. What you have to understand is that they are using the hypersexualization of children. They are using uh, infertility. They are using all these different things to, again, create the conditions that they need here. You see. I tell you this all the time. They are fighting the future by scrambling the kids today. They don't want them to focus on science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Nope. They want them focused on this stuff, on sex. And so that's a, it, it, it's crazy because it's not supposed to be normal. You see, the, the, the future that we're going into, it's one that is based in emotion, spirit, consciousness, physicality. It, it, it truly is strange. Here, but let me get into this article. Uh, this is by Brett Tingley of Mysterious Universe. They put this up July 11th. It says, or July 10th, it says, Alistair Crowley's cursed Loch Ness home to reopen as a sex magic retreat. Back in April, the former home of occultist Alistair Crowley went up for sale. Bull Sky and House, a reportedly cursed Loch Ness estate where Crowley famously conducted Satan. Satanist rituals and black magic ceremonies between 1899 and 1913 has been the subject of lore and legend for decades, partly due to the reputation of its infamous former owner and partly due to the strange events reported at the site. Now, before I continue on, the reason I'm reading this to you guys is because Aleister Crowley became famous for essentially being the most wickedest man in the world. They named him the Beast, uh, having all kinds of sex parties, ritualized magic, and all this different types of stuff. But what most people don't understand is that Satanists and Luciferians, they do, re- they do ritualize the fetus. They, under- they, they ritualize the fetus, they ritualize the womb, because they understand that if they conduct certain types of rituals, uh, Hindu, Indians actually practice this as well, sexual, uh, ritualized sex, or ritualized tantric sex magic, that they can embody or imbue the womb and the fetus with these types of energies. You see... I, I've, I've gone on and on about it as well uh, in previous occultist theme episodes where we talk about things such as Thurgeria and even people like Russ Dizdar who's come into contact with people who were victims of satanic ritual abuse. Now the whole point behind putting this stuff out is to show you that indeed there are other worldly entities involved in this process, in this procreation process. And I know this sounds strange, but where else have we heard of uh, 
otherworldly entities being involved in the affairs of man. In the Bible, with the fall of the angels, the fall of Lucifer, where he took one-third of the angels with him, and whenever he did, what happened? That one-third of the angels, they saw that women were fair. They saw that women were beautiful. And you know what they did with those beautiful women? They came in them. They took them. And they procreated with the women. So you have a celestial, forward slash, divine, forward slash, spiritual event where angels, air quotes, fallen angels, come into terrestrial women, into earth women. And then what do they produce? They produce the Nephilim. They produce the giants, hybrids. This is when we begin to get tales of the chimeras. You see, again, the polluting of the bloodline. But here, let's get back into this article where we're just talking about Aleister Crowley and his crazy kooky sex magic things that he's doing out there at the Loch Ness. Uh, continuing on, it says, Alistair, after Crowley sold the house in 1913, its next owner committed suicide with a shotgun. Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page then bought the, then bought the home and the caretaker hired to oversee the estate reported witnessing strange occurrences that seemed to suggest Bolskine House was haunted or otherwise cursed. After Bolskine House uh, went up for sale earlier this year, a group of three unnamed investors paid a total of $625,000 for the property and surrounding gardens. According to the Scotsman, a new non-profit organization called the Bolskine Foundation has been established to restore the estate and is now in talks with the with the OTO, the Ordo Templi Orientis, the religious organization led by Crowley in the early 20th century to bring occult rituals back to the Bolskine house. Now, before I continue on with that as well, they understand that certain areas have certain energies embedded in them. Portals, doorways, allowing other things to come in. This is why whenever uh, some people tell you, you know, don't meditate or, or uh, uh, yoga is demonic, it's because they, they it, it, in some way, shape, or form, they believe that you're opening up your body uh, for these otherworldly entities to come in. When you're engaged in these sex magic uh, rituals or these, these, whatever they're doing there, you are entering into a completely different state of mind. You see, you're, you're allowing uh, yourself to... I don't, want, I don't want to say kundalini or energy or anything like that, but you're allowing yourself to be enveloped in some different type of energy you see i think we all understand uh, i think we all understand <laughs> what happens when you get the fire in your eye when you get that passion when you get a little bit you know a little frisk in your pants but this is why they're promoting things like raves this is why all those kids that's why 500 kids caught uh, herpes at coachella this year this is why they're promoting the rave culture. This is why they're promoting sex without consequences. This is why they're trying to put all this stuff out there because this is a divine experience. Procreation, sex. Like think about the statistical probability of actually having sex with somebody that's important. They're, they're, they're making a mockery of this with the sex that's going on in these types of places, right? Getting rid of that sexual energy. I, I, I did a... Two months ago, I did a transmission where somebody asked the question, uh, what are the effects of wasted sexual energy? Where I got into you know, the history of the lies of the sexual revolution with things like free love, uh, going, far, going as far back as like the 60s. You see, you have to understand that that's where a lot of this stuff happens. I mean, we could even use the hippie movement right now as a perfect example as to what they would like for the future. 
to where everybody is just having free love, to where there is no real unity, to where marriage, that's just a joke, <laughs> relationships, you know, this is, we're all in a commune together, to where we share everything. You see, this is, this is the vision for the future. Uh, but let me get back into this article right here. It says, Ordo Templi Orientis is an organization devoted to the, to the Thelema religion, which borrows heavily from the Masonic lore and ethics, but has, but has a heavier emphasis on mysticism and magic in order to, quote, realize the divine in the human. There's apparently some weird sex stuff involved, too. There always is. The Bolskian Foundation has announced that along with the new ownership, the site will now, quote, promote events and activities that facilitate health and wellness, such as meditation and yoga, as well as education on Thelema. The spiritual legacy forwarded by previous Black Bolskian House owner, Alistair Crowley. The house will be open for the public for much of the year, but will close on certain dates for special events and rituals related to Thelema. No word on, the, on when the weird stuff, the weird sex stuff is happening yet, but stay tuned. And so they understand that that's the best way. That's just one example, you see. Just, just one example of the principles of perversion, using the hippie analogy, getting everybody to get involved in this little orgy that's going on. Rem and, and that's a lot of what it is as well. Uh, it's, it's not to blackmail people. It's to break down the barriers of the individual, be a part of this collective, you see. I want to read to you guys. Uh, this is something that actually comes from Prepare for Change, uh, and this is pretty pretty old. Uh, it actually came out at the start of the year, but it talks about how pe how people can have demonic attachments through sex, arconic demonic attachments through sex, and <laughs> I think people really don't understand it. You know, STDs, sexually transmitted demons. Uh, that's why I want to talk about people, Satanists and Luciferians ritualizing the fetus and being and knowing full well uh, uh, that they can do these types of things. You see, but here, uh, let me get into this article. It says, we live in, a, in such a overtly sexual and promiscuous society these days, but does anyone stop to consider the consequences? Entity, entity attachment through sex is, not, is just one aspect nobody seems to even be aware of. We must first, we firstly must come to understand just how truly powerful sex actually is. I mean, think about it. Through sex, we actually create life. Sex is a powerful is sex is powerful on a level most of us never even consider. Sex magic has long been known by occultists, and they know full well about its inability to manifest not only life but many other human desires or needs. Engaging in sex opens an energy vortex, and depending on who you're sleeping with, that can also open you up to whatever he or she may have harvesting on their energy. And entity attachment through sex is very real, and we need to start taking it seriously. Sex between a truly loving couple literally has the ability to anchor essence energy down in this reality. This is one of the reasons low vibrational sex is encouraged, because if sex is coming from a place of darkness, lack of love, or lust, then the type of energy, and indeed entities coming down, will be of a parasitic and negative nature. This tender society, where it's all about a drunken one-night stand where nobody wants to commit, uh, is harming us in ways we do not even understand. When you have sex with somebody, you remain energetically corded to them for life, unless you have some energy work to cut them off. As I explained in the video below, and I'll put this link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out, women can actually take up to 50% of the man's karma. 
you are also effectively potentially passing on and sharing that person's entity attachments, which can then start to change your own habits and behavior. It is quite common to see that if the relationship is toxic, then the less toxic person can actually start to take on personality traits of the other person. You, we have to understand that we live in a multidimensional reality with different forms of consciousness that exists just outside of our visible sight. Much of these consciousnesses are distorted and reside in 4D, the closest to our dimension, many of which are parasitic bottom feeders just waiting for an opportunity for you to open yourself up as above, so below. Here in the 3D physical realm, we are surrounded by parasitical governments, corporations, and even so-called friends, forward slash family members. The same goes for 4D. It's just that we have little to no awareness about it. This article is not to scaremonger people is into not having sex or being intimate. It is to raise awareness of the true power of sex. As this promiscuous behavior is being pushed onto our kids through music, TV, mind control programming, and even subliminal messages in Disney films, we need to fully be aware that sex is a lot more than a, quote, quick bang, and that there are energetic consequences, both good and bad, as to who we let in our energy fields in this way. And I'll put that link in the description bar below so you guys can go check out the video because it's very, very powerful. But the point behind reading that to you, talking about arconic, demonic, such attachments, is very real. You see, look at the principality, look at the principles. If you're out there just having like a quick Tinder date, you're not going to be able to foster true organic connections with people. I've talked about this before, how people don't even know how to communicate. They're, they're, they're afraid to go through the trials and error of a bad relationship so that they can forge a good one. They don't understand that sometimes the problems are themselves, but that's a whole different discussion for a different day. The point behind talking about this is to show you how we're taking a sacred act, a divine gift, a blessing given to us by the Creator God, and we're just throwing it away. Like Drake said, YOLO. But bring it back. Let's, let's bring it back down before we start talking smack about everything. What did Aleister Crowley say? Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. But what does that mean? Is that Nikes just do it? Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, where everybody lives in a state of eternal bliss, eternal pleasure, eternal happiness, where everybody's having sex with everybody because we're all so sexy. But what happens if we don't even understand what the sex is? This is, this is why they're pushing sterility, this is why they're having people cut their genitals off. This is why they're taking something that is so beautiful and almost miraculous and perverting it. You see, information's come out today, and I think this is kind of crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, uh, but information came out recently about Jeffrey Epstein's plan to seed the human race with his DNA. <laughs> Using his ranch out here in New Mexico. Talk about coincidental and crazy. Uh, I don't want to spend a whole line, a lot of time talking about Epstein, but the reason I wanted to insert that in here, look at how he's treating these eight-year-old girls. He's saying he loses interest when they get braces, just the creepiest stuff ever. And now there's information saying he's he's trying to see the human race, uh, trying to have as many different kids, sex, and as, as as much as possible, freezing freezing his genitalia and all this other stuff. What I'm trying to point out uh, by getting this type of stuff out there. You know, you could look at movies like Idiocracy, where smart people, they take their time having a simple kid, uh, but people with low IQs, you know, they end up having 13 by the time they're like 25, and then boom, that's it. You see, but those people won't last long. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. My point behind pointing all this type of stuff out is to show you how we have taken a sacred, divine miracle and how we are just throwing it in the dirt. It's like this great legacy of being able to pass on the next generation of humanity. We're just throwing it out the window because, well, YOLO. And now, because people follow people like uh, Drake, Nicki Minaj, all these other artists, Kim Kardashian, Kanye, because they, fi- they follow all these people, hashtag free ASAP Rocky, because they follow all these people who are fake themselves, who don't have authenticity, who don't have real relationships, who, can't, who, who don't ex- uh, exhibit any of these natural... Uh, divine energetic expressions right they 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 represent this fake synthetic thing people are detached people are detached people don't understand they don't they don't understand that you're supposed to go through hardships to build a proper relationship or maybe that's just part of that whole leaving the piscean age maybe it's because of do as thou will shall be the whole of the law we're only worried about what the individual is and what that person can do you see but that's what i mean by really looking at the 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 psycho spiritual nature of people as well as how we how we view humanity as a whole. This is what I mean by the principles of perversion. But let me get into this article right here, just so we can get this on record, because it is kind of creepy uh, how all this stuff ends up working out. Right here, uh, this comes from Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden. Epstein planned to seed the human race with his DNA by impregnating scores of women in New Mexico, they put this up July 31st. It says, jailed pedophile Jeffrey Epstein wanted to see the human race with his DNA by impregnating scores of women at his giant ranch in New Mexico, according to the New York Times. He also wanted his penis and head cryogenically frozen. <laughs> Crazy. Epstein shared his scheme with scientists and other confidants over the years, according to four people who were in on the plan, which, quote, reflected his long-standing fascination with what has become known as transhumanism, the science of improving the human population through technologies like genetic engineering and artificial intelligence, according to the report. On multiple occasions, starting in the early 2000s, Mr. Epstein told scientists and businessmen about his ambitions to use his New Mexico ranch as a base where women would be inseminated with his sperm and would give birth to his babies, according to the two award-winning scientists and advisor to large companies and wealthy individuals, all of whom Mr. Epstein told about it, according to the, to the report. Once at a dinner, Mr. Epstein's mansion on Manhattan's Upper East Side, Mr. Lanier said he talked to a scientist who told him that Mr. Epstein's goal was to have 20 women at a time impregnated at his 33,000-square-foot Zorro Ranch in a tiny town outside Santa Fe. Mr. Lanier said that the scientist identified herself as working at NASA, but he did not remember her name. According to Mr. Lanier, uh, the NASA scientist said that Mr. Epstein had based his idea for a baby ranch on accounts of the resp- on on accounts of the repository for germinal choice, which was to be stocked with sperm of Nobel laureates who wanted to strengthen the human gene pool. (laughs) Totally crazy. Totally crazy. Uh, But my idea behind throwing that in there is because people understand where we're going, we, we need to start trying to protect what is human now before it just gets all mucked up in the future, all mucked up and dirty. You see, that's the whole goal, is to pervert that which is normal. I wanted to read to you guys an article that talked about, you know, this priest urinating in communion wine and how he was attracted to Satanism and then sentenced to jail for 25 years for having child porn. But that shows you again what's going on, how the collapse is churching from what, how the how the church is collapsing from the inside. These people are doing it to themselves. It's because they don't believe in the very same things themselves. They're they're they're, they're promoting 
just this largesse, uh, this grandiose idea of just embracing decadence, embracing all this stuff. You see. But this is what I mean by perverting something that is so sacred and so divine because these people can't help but, but literally pee on it. You see. And now, that's why we have churches literally themselves promoting things like drag queen story time. You know, this is the, you, you've got to understand, again, truly the time frames that we are in and why all of this is so crazy. You know, they, it doesn't make sense to put men who dress up as women in front of children and letting them read and acting like this is normal. You see, this is why we have Teen Vogue promoting prostitution to young children. You know, you, everything that I am saying is not supposed to be normal, but because it is part of this larger process... This this segment was definitely a lot more political, uh, a lot more political and informative than I expected it to be, but because it is part of this process, this perversion, this door, this this distortion, this manipulation, uh, however you want to look at it, it's not meant to last. Whatever this is, everything I keep talking about, uh, 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 the sterility, the infertility, the trans, the transgenderism, the gender transition, all this is part of that. That, that aforementioned paradigm shift I talked about to get us to the end stage. It's part of this schism, you see, where they see that, indeed, we are both man and women, but that they have to scramble that the way that they do with everything else and come through with a solution to offer the androgyny, to offer uh, hermaphrodites, to offer the transgenderism, to offer transhumanism, you see. Everything that we are going through right now is to get us through something else, to get us to something else. That's why, again, they're removing love from procreation, removing love from relationships and promoting lust instead. Promoting, as I said before, sex without consequences. You see, these are the lies of the sexual revolution. This is what free love gets you to where it has no value to where love has no value. These are the effects of wasted sexual energy. If you think about it in such a deep way, sperm, procreation, eggs, ova, it is the symbol of life. And we've just taken it and just besmirched it. And because we see life as something that is besmirchable, uh, just it, it, it's not miraculous, it's not beautiful, it's not divine, well then the world itself is going to begin to reflect these choices, it's going to begin to reflect these ideologies. It's going to begin to reflect this belief that life has no value. This is what I meant by that age of ambiguity where amorality lives. This is the androgyny that you see people gradually pushing us into to where it's all to where it to, to where it doesn't matter. You see, that's why it is so deep it is not just spiritual it's not just political it's not psychological it's not just psychological it's not just, it's, it's it's all of these things that's why it is a massive shift that we are undergoing i tell you guys this all the time and then we'll i'll, I'll say this and then we'll take we'll take a break i tell you guys this all the time we are undergoing this massive shift this this massive cosmological chronological celestial shift and they understood this, those that are in control, the people that I talked about before, that worship that primordial evil. They understood this, and so they are trying to govern. They are trying to filter. They are trying to control our ascension into this. 
the, the sacred masculine and the divine principalities that we should be understanding, we're supposed to be embodying these things as we shift forward into this future. It's called growing up. It's called maturing. It's called tapping into the divine, getting tuned in, waking up. But these people, and you see this happening even within the conscious community, you see them profiteering, capitalizing, monetizing off of the idea of waking up. And so in doing so, they're controlling our potentiality, cutting off content, cutting off and censoring certain pages, deleting things, so that they can ultimately garner our, garner our information, control it, and then manipulate the outcome. That's where we're at right now. So when they're promoting drag queen story time, they understand what they're doing. When they're promoting the Teen Vogue, when they're, when they're uh, allowing online sexual predators to go after children, they are probing. This is what Pedogate was. It was to show you the perverse nature that we are steeped in and why it is so dangerous. <laughs> you know, this is, this is, this is again, why uh, priests that practice celibacy, they end up becoming uh, pedophiles. Bishops, or the, the, the straight pastors don't because they're enabled, they, they, they have a healthy sexual relationship with their wife and they're not obstructing these things. That's how all this works. The principles of perversion. It's the simplest way to say it. They are trying to intentionally pervert everything so that they can redirect and control the outcome. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this next sec this next out call or this next segment. Returning to the fall uh, and how they are trying to control us into a completely different position. We should be, as I said before, embodying these sacred masculine and divine principles but because they are being intentionally misdirected, intentionally crafted and contorted into this, this new modern programming, they will turn us into this, this, this weird and androgynous being. They will turn us into these man-made mutants. This is what I mean by returning to the fall. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids, as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noizera, Freedom Faction, out.
we're back. That's right. You know, I'm I'm trying because we are doing a with these past two episodes, we've tried to do something entirely different when looking at the information and trying to present it to you to the audience. And I'm sorry that there's not a lot of posts and a lot of videos to play for you guys. Uh, this is something that is entirely research based, information based, uh, book based. You know, all all of this stuff is a lot of back end things. And so I'm trying to figure out how to graphically put this together for you guys so that you can understand what's going on uh, but in doing so you know you just I've, I've, I, it, it's difficult <laughs> the simplest thing to say is it's difficult trying to put all this together uh, but you have to do it anyway because people have to understand what is going on and with the previous segment I wanted to show you that they're scrambling what we think of as unification man and woman that sacred unity that that Mm, that powerful thing coming together, the sacred act of procreation, but how they are scrambling that. They are trying to fracture it and split it so that they can come through, as, they, as, as, as I said before at the start of the transmission, and use technology, use genetic engineering, use biohacking to create what I would consider is the ubermensch, the new man, the, the new superman, you see. I remember a few months ago, Cory Booker talked about having an office of reproductive freedom, which made me just start thinking that he was going to be telling people who could and could not have sex. Um, and I don't know if that's the truth, but, you know, I, I, I just see sex, procreation, gender, and humanity playing a huge part in the future. Uh, and what we think of as normal and what we think of as human. We recently had to stop selling our Space Force t-shirt. You guys can't get that in the store anymore. Uh, but anytime I talk about the Space Force and going to space, the military-industrial complex, I always talk about how when we do go to space, we will become the aliens. Humans do not get to go to space, but transhumans get to go to space. You see, we won't be allowed to go to space in our natural bodies. Astronauts, they have to have suits. To be able to withstand that pressure, to to be able to withstand uh, whatever's going on out there in space. So, the only way to do that, the only way to get us into space or any of that other other type of stuff to be habitable on these these off-world planets or these off-world stations, they'll turn us into the aliens. That's what's happening today. We're being turned into aliens. We're being turned into mutants. We're being turned into something that is not human. I call that. I wanted to come up with a better term for it. I called it the Baphomet beings. You know, uh, the, archon, the 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 archetypal symbol of Baphomet, with the the breasts, uh, the humanoid figure, uh, the goat head, the wings. But this is supposed to be the symbol of the pinnacle of occult knowledge. You see, I I, I feel like what's happening is they're trying to merge these occult knowledges, these esoteric teachings, and this mystic stuff with real world things and that's it's 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 going to create something else entirely different that's what i i mean by technology mimicking uh the celestial forward slash divine intervention you see also what i meant whenever i'm trying to tell you that uh the nephilim the fallen angels how they came into women that they saw the daughters of men were fair and that they made the giants you see there is something that that that, that uses procreation as a doorway so that it can act here terrestrially. And as I mentioned in the previous segment, if they can scramble that, if they can distort something so beautiful and miraculous, then they can have 
dominion here. But here's the, here's the even crazier part, gang. Get ready. Fertility rates are going down. And, and, and 18 year olds, so as soon as you're hitting like peak uh, sperm, sperm producing time frame, you're going down. So what is the point of all this? Eliminating marriage, uh, promoting, promoting sex without consequences, uh, making us infertile and sterile. What's, what's the point of this? You see, as I said before, we're naturally born humans. You have a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa, a great grandma, grandma, all these things. But a lot of the things that these people are working on today, they're not human. Simplest way to put it. They're not human. They don't come from a mom and a dad like you. They didn't grow up on dirt roads running, getting feet all callous, trying to dodge snakes. <laughs> you know, they didn't, they didn't do that. They grew up in test tubes. And they grew up in facilities. They grew up absent of a childhood because they were born, they were created, they were made for a purpose. They were grown for a reason. They are someone's property. We are in the days where we have to start talking about cloning, human-animal hybrids, animal-human hybrids, what is, what is human? This is not a normal time period. And, and that's why this whole episode, I've not been sure how to promote this to you, how, how, to, how to gradually talk about this. We are clinging to the Piscean age, hoping for a level of normality, but we can see the effects of the Aquarian age reaching us. And it is shaking so many different forms and so many different shapes that people are having a hard time discerning what's going on. This is reality. There is nothing new under the sun. That's why we have these, 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 these mythologues. That's why we have the, the, uh, the archaeology. That's why we have the history. That's why we have a sometimes even genetic understanding of something that is so strange, but we can't even comprehend it because... In history, in our genes history, we've seen it before. We've come up against it. We've experienced this strange. And that's what I mean by returning to the fall, returning to the days of Noah. History repeating itself. I talked to you guys about that in the previous transmission, right? About how uh, with, the, with the cube, the black cube, it's uh, Mecca. How that's AI, it's final form. But if that was a religious item, are we seeing history repeat itself? Well, we're seeing history repeat itself today. I was trying to figure out historically where this came up. Hermaphrodites, androgynous people, like what's going on with this? Where, where are these beings? Where have we seen this before? Greeks. The Greeks have seen hermaphrodites. People who, have, who are equally balanced with female genes and male genes that have both organs. And it's just, it is crazy. I would consider that a miracle or a statistical improbability but somehow manifesting that is that it, it's it's an anomaly that is something that is anomalous it is not normal it is not natural but the fact that it does happen that's what i would consider again in that miraculous vein so because we do have hermaphrodites and people who are androgynous in society this is something that is natural right that's that's a fluke it's rare it's not supposed to be reproduced on a massive scale but that's what's trying to happen something that is that something that is that is is that is so random cannot be reproduced like this and so that's what's happening to society they are trying to induce the conditions to create a, a an, an androgynous uh, society to where people don't have to where people don't really have this idea of uh, male and female to where it is just like one you see and if you're not androgynous then you're going to be uh, some kind of beast like creature
you see here. Let me get into this article that just kind of, again, sets the tone and, and shows you the days that we have entered into. Uh, this is from Jeffrey Grider of Now the End Begins. They put this up July 30th. It says, creation of human and animal embryo hybrids set to begin in Japan after government gives green light to controversial stem cell experiments. It says human-animal hybrids are about to be developed in embryo form in Japan after the government-approved controversial stem cell research. Remember all those crazy, nutty conspiracy theorists like Alex Jones who warned about the coming pigmen and human-animal chimeras? Well, Alex Jones is a nut and is wrong about a lot of things, but he was right about this one. Transhumanism is a thing, and it's coming soon to a theater near you, only in real life and not on the scene, on the screen. The Pigman from Seinfeld may well turn out to be more prophecy than comedy. Quote, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may never understand one another's speech. Genesis 11, chapter 6, verse 7 or chapter 11, verse uh, 6 and 7. God confounded the language of the people at the Tower of Babel because he did not want them discovering advanced technological feats until the time was ripe. But that was then, and this is now. Now, being the end times where man will soar to new heights in a God-rejecting world and will be convinced right up to the moment of the second coming that they were smarter than the Bible. As God removes his protective hand and prepares the judgment for this world, dazzling new scientific advances like human-animal hybrids will be par for the course. And this is from the Independent UK. Human cells will be grown in a rat and mouse embryos, then brought to term in a surrogate animal as part of an experiment to be carried out at the University of Tokyo. Supporters say that the, that the work, led by renowned geneticist Hiromitsu Nakauchi, could be a vital first step towards eventually growing organs that could be transplanted into people in need. But opponents have raised concerns that scientists are playing God. They worry that the human cells could stray beyond the targeted organs into other areas of the animal, effectively creating a creature that is part animal and part person. For that reason, such prolonged experimentation has been ex ex effectively banned or gone unfinanced ar around the world for years. In, J in Japan, uh, scientists were forbidden from going beyond a 14-day growth period, but those laws were laxed in March when the country's education and science ministry issued new guidelines saying such creations could now be brought to term. Now, Dr. Nakauchi's application to experiment is the first to be approved under the new framework. Quote, we don't expect to create human organs immediately, but this allows us to advance our research based upon the know-how we have gained up to this point, he told Asahi Shimbom newspaper. He added that he planned to proceed slowly and will not attempt to bring any hybrid embryos to term for some years, rather growing the hybrid mouse embryos to 15.5 days when the animal's organs are mostly formed and the hybrid rat embryos at to 15.5 days. Uh, such caution was welcomed by bioethicists in the country. Quote, it is good to proceed with caution, says Tetsuya Ishii, a science policy researcher at Hokkaido University in Sapporo. It will make possible it will make it possible to have a dialogue with the public which is feeling anxious and has its concerns yeah when you're talking about human animal hybrids clones or anything like that geneticists dna gattaca designer babies any of that type of stuff yeah it's going to cause for concern but my point behind uh, pulling up that article to you guys showing you how we are in the days of human animal hybrids is to show you that this is something that everybody understands is kind of you're reaching very very dangerous doing this 
We are literally talking about creating a whole new form of life. Whole new form of life. And that is not going to be easy. That is not going to be normal. It's going to have wide-reaching effects on society. That's what I said again by mimicking celestial, cosmic, and divine intervention. Returning to the days of Noah. Creating the fallen angels. Because one of the things it talks about, or better yet, doesn't talk about or doesn't get talked about a lot is how those fallen angels also went into animals yes it did that they also did see the daughters of men fair and that they did came into them that they came into them but that they also went into animals that they also began to corrupt the wildlife you see and that's where we have strange mutations taking place you see that's where the great beasts come in and so, what, at what point do we begin to ask the question of what is mythology, what is history, and are we recreating the conditions to recreate history, to, 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 to revisit history? You know, what would happen, say, if these people were messing with uh, squids or octopuses or something like that? They just injected it with some kind of crazy super growth hormone. Wham, blam, look at that. We now have a kraken. We have a ship-eating kraken in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, hey, let's, let's, let's go a little bit farther. What happens if they were to say, oh, I don't know, mix avian blood, avian DNA, uh, uh, birds, chickens, falcons, hawks, with a lion? Well, wham, blam, there's your chimera. What about a manticore, where they put like a, 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 a scorpion's tail? with a lion you see what about a sphinx what who knows where we will go who knows what happens you see the, the previous article it talked about uh, the Tower of Babel how that's what face that's what Fedbook is that's what we're doing right now we're, we're, we're beginning to understand each other creating that global citizen that one world religion that one world government, that one world military, that one world citizen. Again, bringing us back to this uh, assimilation of humanity, so to speak, the consolidation of both the masculine and the feminine, creating the conditions here terrestrially so that they can dethrone God, because that's what's talked about in the actual story of the Tower of Babel, that they wanted to denounce and dethrone God, that they felt like that they were smarter than the Bible, that they could know everything. Isn't that how people feel today? They have Google, so they don't need to read. They don't need to do anything <laughs> outside of the matrix that, that's been prepared for them, the censored platforms that they search for everything. They feel like they're smart. People are so woke that they don't want to read the Bible. They want to know what's going to happen next, but they won't read the Bible. And that's what's crazy about it. <laughs> we've, we've become so woke that we are beginning to reject information because we're know-it-alls. And what we know is going to consume us. It's going to destroy us. But let me get back to this real quick. Returning to the days of Noah, the fallen angels, the hermaphrodites, the push for the new man, per perverting this natural occurrence that we were supposed to go through so that they could create these things. As I said before, uh, when mentioning the hermaphrodites and people who uh, have androgynous traits, this is a, a, a rare occurrence but that exemplifies in so many different ways uh, what 
humanity can be from being a boy and a girl to being a both in, in, in one body, to being a he-she. But because this is so rare and it's being promoted on the society, how many different things do you think are going to go wrong with that? There, not everybody can go into this. A lot of people are going to be left in different stages. I guess I'm from the Piscean age. I'm not born for the age of Aquarius, but I am being born in this age to make the way for the children in the next generation so that they can get there comfortably. I'm not saying that my child is going to be born hermaphroditic or uh, with androgynous traits, but I'm saying that's where these people are trying to go. Through the poisoning and the pollution of society and the environment, they understand that they have to try to trigger these types of things to get people thinking in this context. But because this is such deep understanding of the time frame that we're in and everything that's going on, who's going to take the time to ask? Who's going to question why these things are happening? I didn't talk about it in the previous segment, you know, the drag queen story time, grown men wanting to dress up as women. <laughs> but that just shows you where we're at. Either something happened to them at a young age to where they felt like it was okay to do this, 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 this disassociative thing, or something happened in the older part of their lifetime, or chronologically speaking, where we're at in 2019, to where they believed, boom, it is now time for me to switch. I talk about it all the time. Something happened. In the time frame that we are in, something happened in 2019 to where things are entirely different. And for the next 10 to 20 years, it's going to be even faster. That's why, again, they're throwing this stuff out there. I mean, just last week, we talked about Elon Musk hooking your brain up to the matrix, hooking your brain up to a machine with his neural link, giving you threads. <laughs> so think about this. This this is, again, what I mean by that that... that this is again what I mean by the current trajectory that I find us on, uh, and if you ask me, some of what I talked about here is in that is is in alignment with that pro full human vein of thinking, because we have to again understand what humanity is, not using things like uh, technology, not using things like machine learning, artificial intelligence, and so much more. You see, do you think the Greeks were running around with AI with quantum computers? Uh, do you think the Greeks were running around poisoning society, trying to put atrazine in the water to intentionally change people's uh, biochemistry? No, this was a natural thing, a natural occurrence that they saw. And so they realized that this is, this is a part of the human expression. But fast forward to 2019. Fast forward to the technocrats that are in control of this realm, the engineers that support them in the days that we find ourselves in. What easier way to control people if you can only give them one option? I feel like we live in a binary universe, ones and zeros. But if they can create the illusion of only uh, one, then we're only going to go in one direction. That's why, this, that's why I'm having such a hard time trying to really encapsulate all this. You see, that's why I'm saying it's assimilation, the one world trade center. Uh, the unification, scrambling the unification so that they can come through and promote a false sense of oneness. Peace, love, unity, and respect. That's what a lot of these, 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 these New Agers and the Ravers promote. But do they know where these ideologies are coming from? Do they know where the New Age uh, has its beliefs based in? Why these things are being promoted? You see, Technology is being used by people in higher positions of society 
to create conditions that they need to trigger prophecy. And that's where we're at. Returning to the fall is getting us to accept, I guess, accept, and this is the, returning to the fall is getting people not only to accept uh, the mark of the beast, but also accept the, the, the degradation of humanity, the dehumanization, you see, because that's what a lot of these people who worship this primordial evil think. They think that if they can get you to abdicate your essence, abdicate your soul, abdicate your divine right, your hedge of protection, then you're a beast. You're a monster. You are less than human and that they have the right to kill you because, well, you're just another beast. You're just another animal. And this is why everything that you guys hear me trying to talk about is to remind you of your divinity, to remind you of your covenant with God, your promise, your promise with God, to get you to understand destiny, fate, and so much more, to really try to tap into that essence that is real because that is what is human. And everything you hear me talking about in this transmission is to show you the depths that humanity can get to and, and where they would like to take us, the heights that we can reach, you see. Because a lot of the things that I had talked about in this entire transmission was to show to you, the audience, that, that these are spiritual occulted teachings that are talked about in the higher echelons of society. This is a top-down program. There are higher cosmic celestial events occurring that we have no control over that we will be receptive to. And whenever these people are rolling this stuff out, because they've had, they've had human-animal hybrids forever. But when they're rolling this stuff out, it's to signify the days that we have entered into and the times that are on the horizon. If you do not think that there are going to be people who try to merge themselves with animals or technology, heck, even other human beings, you, 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 we, I cannot explain it to you until we actually see it. They are, they're, they're promoting a collective consciousness. You have to understand the, the tenets and the principles that are being promoted. The groupthink, the collective consciousness, the hive mind, the removal of the individual, you see. With this segment, I, 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 I definitely didn't do so, but I wanted to just point out again how they are going to create the Baphomet being and how we're like that already. But these are spiritual teachings. These are, these are multidimensional uh, principles that we should be embodying. Imbuing ourselves with. But because of the time frame that we're in, the schism that we found ourselves in, this is that transitional time period. This is the transhuman. This is the transgender. This is why we, after this, we will either become pro-full humans or we, will, or we will succumb to this. You see, but not everyone will go through this transition. Not everyone will be transformed. Some will, some will be left behind. Some will involuntarily join. Some will voluntarily join. But this is what I mean by returning to the fall. What happens whenever you have one-third of the population that can actually produce? You see. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know I've said this before. I'll say this and I'll start wrapping it up for you guys. I know I've said this before, but go look at... Uh, uh, that, that show The Hunger Games or that movie The Hunger Games they tried to gradually tell you that in the future you're going to have uh, people uh, bird people avians blue avians as, as uh, people who do all that type of research blue avians reptilians uh, all of this stuff this is true it, it, it truly is crazy that's what the whole transhuman drag queen transgender 
uh, movement is about is to break down your 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 apprehension to something that is strange. You're going to see very very weird people. You're going to see people things like Anubis. You're going to see all these things because well it's it's created in the human mind so it has to be reproduced and done outdone. You see the days that we're entering into are like the days of Noah. This is why God made the covenant saying that no more will I try to destroy humanity with this flood. I think what's going to happen with us is we're going to see all of these mutations. We're going to see all of this pollutant taking place. This is why I think um, in Sweden, Sweden, Greenland, or Iceland, somewhere over there where they have a seed bank, where they have like a storage bank. That's what they said Noah's, Noah's Ark was, where he went through and took two of everything. It was to protect the genetic line. It was to protect humanity. It was to secure our future. And then God released the flood so that he could kill all, all of these, the, from the giants to the beasts, to the Nephilim, to the chimera, to them all. And, 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 and that's what I, I, I guess that's just what I see happening. Because, well, I'll put it to you this way. Do you think these half-human, half-animal hybrids, do you think they're going to want to work at Smith's? Do you think they're going to want to work at 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 uh, at Walmart? Do you got, do you think they're going to work for AT and T? <laughs> do you think they're going to work for any of these structures or these these foundations that we have today? The the concept of work is even being challenged today. So you've got to understand the time frame that we've entered into and where they're trying to take us. That's it's it's not supposed to make sense for us because we are from a different time and a different age. What is being done to us? is to prepare us for the oncoming age that's coming. And all we can do is try to create a safe landing spot for the reinforcements for that next generation to get here. Not to undo all this because it's, uh, this is, it's, it's written in the heavens. It's written in stone. But to get through it, you see, so that we can find hopefully somebody that can build us a Noah's Ark. Hopefully somebody that can get through this. Something. Because this is the future that's on the horizon. And that's why it's important that we maintain our humanity and that we fight for reality. Because this is humanity. This is 2019. And that's why we have to fight for this, because this is not normal. You see. And this is Leaving the Piscean Age, Principles of Perversion, and Returning to the Fall. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know I went over a lot, but it was intentionally designed to switch things up, to give you a completely different perspective when looking at this information. You know, at the end of the day, as you've heard me say, these people who are, who are doing this gender bending, this transgenderism, some of these people need help and they need to be prayed for. But the, it's, it's deeper than that, you see. It's so much deeper than that. Who's right and who's wrong? In a day like this, uh, this is what I mean by the age of ambiguity that we have found ourselves in, trying to make sense of all the chaos that's truly that truly is out there. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you want to know more, go to our website, factionsoffreedom.jimdo.com. Download the show notes, and you'll get 
the PDF that, that, that kind of breaks some of this down. It's a lot easier to look at whenever it's, it's laid out in that format. Uh, and I will do a better version of this where we still cover more of this content and more in the future. But I wanted to switch things up to give people a different perspective about things that are going on. Uh, who knows? We might switch back to our normal format next week. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's how I really have for you on this edition. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out. episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.